Hello. Hey, Eloise. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Great. So today we thought we'd uh, have a little chat about honesty. Yeah, I think this is a good topic to get stuck into. I had someone last night telling me how great it was that I was so honest with them. <laughs> and and what, do you, what, did, what did that mean to them? Uh, so we were dancing, partner dancing. I do a lot of jive, horse rock. And so I was dancing with this guy. He's only been learning for a few months. And like while I'm dancing with him, he'll ask me a question like, am I doing this right or... Was that any good? And I always answer honestly. So sometimes I go, no. <laughs> it's just like, you know, you're, you're, <laughs> you've got too much weight on that side or you need to pull me around quicker or, you know. So I give him constructive feedback when he asks for it. And he's like, oh, you're right. so great because no one else ever does. And I was like, oh, okay. And <laughs> of course it became a joke all evening. So then he kept asking me and asking me questions. And then in the end, he didn't like the answers. So... <laughs> It was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it was fun. But yeah, but it's like, I find it difficult to be dishonest now in some ways. Like in moments like that, like the truth just comes out. Someone asks me a question. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, <clears throat> that's kind of the delineation. Mm. So if I'm going to, you know, to be honest, clear with your words, it's helpful, yeah. right? You know that it's helpful. Um, but the thing is, um, people get convoluted with, uh, the idea of people pleasing and, um, it gets complex, right? Like he said at the end, he didn't like it so much. Yeah. Um, so, you know, th there's also honesty in where there are words of encouragement. There could be honesty there too. Yeah. So being honest with yourself, sometimes say, well, I'm going to be honest, but I'm, but my perspective focuses on the critical element of what's going on. Uh, what is wrong with what's going on? Yeah. Right. So you might not have a holistic viewpoint of, well, you're doing this really well. You're doing this. Um, this is off. Um, this is working. That's not working. So there's this assessment of what the heck honesty is, yeah. right? Now, I don't want to make it too no, complex. It's good to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now <clears throat> I'm thinking about it. There's something like someone else has just started and he asks me if it's good and I say yes regardless because they need encouragement. Right. So you're assessing, you're deciding what is uh, relevant information yeah. to to put forth, which could get you into um, into a problem if you're deciding to um, lie about something. Yeah, because there's there's yeah like you said yeah, earlier. Yeah, that is a really fine this... line because I wouldn't get to the point where I'd lie completely. I'm like, for someone who's been doing this for one week, that's good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But compared to someone who's an expert, it isn't good at all. So there's there's But you can't you can't set up rules and no. regulations to determine when that honesty is going to yeah. occur or not. So it's like, well, in this situation, if there's someone who's just been in for a week, but don't forget, if that person's been studying for fifty years and they're in for a week, they're you you, you can't figure it out. Mm. So there, there's no way of putting a list of, of rules and regulations. That's what a lot of people like to do, right? Let's put more and more rules and regulations up 
on how we're going to speak and deal with people, which is dishonest. Yeah. And I'd just like to go back. Okay. You, you said you have trouble, you have trouble being dishonest, but I, I would challenge you on <laughs> that. I would challenge you to say that, that you, you really don't know what the truth is. You would say, well, this is the truth in this situation. Um, but in a global situation, you might not know uh, what the truth is. Absolutely. So when we're talking about being honest, what are we really saying? Because so, some people will say, I'm honest about everything I think. So I tell everybody what I think. <clears throat> I don't want to lie to anyone. So if somebody walks up to me and I don't like their shirt, I'm going to tell them. Mm. Well, yeah, you know, I, I challenge that is what are you being honest about? Why even share that information? Yeah. Um, you know, are you being dishonest by sharing it? Uh, are you really looking? So, so what are we really doing when we're, when we're honest? It gets complex. Oh, yeah. It's also the right? motivation people... behind what we're saying. Because there could be a hidden agenda. There can be, but also the lack of awareness of the place we're coming mm. from. And that is where we're, we're ultimately dishonest. So the honesty is really figuring out where you're coming from. Like if you have, like you said, if you have a motivation, but you, you likely have a goal. Mm. Um, likely, not, not necessarily. It isn't 100% that someone has a goal, but you may have a goal um, unconsciously. Yeah, I was going to say, it could be an unconscious one, surely. Yeah. Yes. And that goal can be aimed at, well, look at me, I'm very honest. You know, I, when someone says they're really honest, uh, immediately my sensors go <laughs> off. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like and if, if someone says like, I'm really open, I'm like, really? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or I, I take on everybody's energy. I don't trust them. Yeah. Right? I, I don't trust I don't trust that. Why? Because it's the place they're coming from that they examined it. If you really have examined the place you're coming from, you're going to be more honest about it. And there would be a lot of um, sort of um, corollaries, let's say, to it. Mm. You know, just stating I am open or I am honest. Uh, immediately when we do that, we're we're claiming an identity yeah and we're wearing it like a shield mm. right so there's your primary lie because you aren't something no. you you cannot you can't be a concept right you can't you can't be something um you can't be open and say that's that's who i am because there are going to be situations where you veritably need to be closed yeah yeah for safety or yeah, yeah. And, you know, and simply, you know, like if somebody starts to date, yeah. you know, what level of honesty are you going to, um, <clears throat> are you going to elicit, you know, on your first yeah. date? You may not tell this person everything. You're not going to tell them your bank account, your bank, your bank account number yeah. and give all the details I, and, yeah. you know, the, this is something you wait to see whether you you fit with someone yeah. and it doesn't mean you're being dishonest no um, it just be, be honest with what is you're in the present moment if you're evaluating that i haven't told this person every single thing about my life and i don't mean keeping things hidden 
mean, you're exploring together as it is, as it becomes, um, oh, I guess safe, right? Yeah, yeah, that's you know, you, you, you know, you don't go on a first date and spew every little insecurity no, and every little thing going. <laughs> you're you're going to test the water and see when your boundaries will open mm. up, right? So I, you know, like, you found, it's interesting because I was at a dating event the other evening. And my friends started telling everyone where I lived to these strange men. And I'm like, can you not do that, please? (laughs) And and did you say that? Yes. And then five minutes later, her friends then started saying to someone where I live. And I went, oh, Beth, no, please don't do that. That's a, you know, I said to them, I'm like, it's a boundary for me. It's safety. I don't want everyone knowing where I live. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny. Well, it's not not funny, actually. It's actually not funny. It's really, um, um, what does it say about you and your relationships? Mm. Right? Because, you know, you can look at it and then you say, well, how come I have these friendships um, where I... Well, you, if you're open enough with someone and you, you entrust someone with information about you and you're the kind of person who says, well, I just give away that information, maybe you'd be very comfortable with it mm. and you can have those relationships. Um, and then if you say, well, okay, I, I don't like that kind of relationship, then why are you in yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. So so there's, to, to when you look at it, you say there's some kind of, dishonesty that's been going on in your life where you have these friendships that are so open to just revealing things about you why are they talking about you anyway well yeah in that moment they were just at the table with me and we were just having a group discussion of where everyone lived yes and you decided that's not what you wanted to do and yeah well not that level of detail (laughs) yeah right yeah. Um, but, it, you know, what is that that a friend doesn't think about your security? Yeah, it's an odd one. It really is. So so somehow you've made friendships with people who don't have that in mind. Mm. Right? Yeah. So, that again, yeah. my point being is that somewhere along the line, you've been dishonest with yourself. Yeah. Right? And how you're going to have a relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are just some people who just don't think about it at all, no. right? There is a whole theme going around. Yeah, there. and they'd probably say, oh, I can I'm do being what... honest. They Pardon might me? say, I'm being honest in that situation. Right. But again, we're, there's dishonesty, yeah. right? Because you're not evaluating... Well, it would be your own dishonesty. We're not going to get into who's doing yeah. what. It's just you don't like it. And, you know, why are you with these friendships? If that's what they're doing. And I wanted to bring up that now um, this this um, there's a generation of people that are having difficulty because they've, let's say, here's one theory. They've been hovered around with these helicopter parents so mm. much that they've learned that the world will keep you safe and you don't have to keep yourself safe. And you can do whatever you want and the world should keep you safe, which is completely the opposite 
of um, you know the 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 sexual revolution of the '60s, where um, you know women were told, "Look, we have to keep you safe. Yeah. So you're not allowed to go out after 12. Um, if you do like the guys do, if you go out all night, you could risk being raped." And women in those days, with the sexual revolution, said, "I will risk being raped." Yeah. I, I will take that risk. I will, I will be responsible for myself and take my risks mm. um, and deal with them and, and figure out how to live in the wild kingdom. And, you know, over the years, it's become, no, we're, we're in this place where everyone else, which you cannot do, right, make everyone else keep you safe. Mm. It, it's not possible. Uh, there are people who are just not going to do that. And why would you put the responsibility of your own safety this is ultimately dishonest um, into the hands of someone else, right? Like, you know, a guy and girl get drunk. Yeah. Um, why should the other be responsible? So, you know, women are saying that men are responsible if they get drunk. So, you know, I've, I've seen women do this over and over again. They, they jump on men, you know, they rub their bodies against them. They're wearing, you know, the boobs are out, the bum is out. You know, the skirt is really short, garter showing, or, you know, uh, what's it called? The tramp stamp showing and, you know, just really turning the guy on as though, you know, that's all fine and dandy. And if he gets horny and she joins in and then uh, the two of them have sex and then in the morning she decides that's not what she wanted to mm. do. <clears throat> she was the one responsible for getting drunk for her own body, but they would turn around and make the guy responsible. This is impractical. This is this doesn't make really make any sense at all. No. If you're going to run around, uh, any animal that shows its reddened anus or or genitals to the male counterpart, the male counterpart becomes aroused and goes after that. And when women do that with their lips and their bum <clears throat> and their genitals, showing all this off, and then alcohol or drugs are involved. Um, you're responsible for your own well, actions, not the, someone else. The thing else. is, when Ooh. there's drugs and alcohol, we kind of strip away that level of thinking and we get back to, into that reptilian way of being. We do, but the moment you decide you're going to drink, mm. it is your responsibility. Yeah. The moment you decide, you know, if you decide there's a pack of wild animals and I'm going to you know, I'm hidden over here behind some rocks. They can't get to me. They can't climb in and I'll wait for safety. Or I'm going to take some some alcohol and get out from behind the rocks and engage with those animals. Mm. Yeah, that's your choice, whether you've done it or not. Mm. Right? You choose to get drunk. You choose where you're going to get drunk. It really goes back to your friendships. You've gone out. You've met a bunch of people. You, you know these people. And they know where you live and now they're they're getting excited and they're telling everybody in detail where mm. you live. Not good. You don't even know if there's a guy there that's, or a girl that is part of some group that wants to no. rob people. This has actually happened to someone I know yeah. where she was, you know, the guy kind of cased her life in yeah. her, her house and, and stole things, you know. This this you can happen know. really Even easily. if it's someone that you know vaguely and you've spent time with them, you don't know their whole life, so. No, you don't. And it doesn't mean you run around being mistrustful, but yeah. it doesn't mean you run around. Um, it's just like you go out with clothes on. 
Um, you're careful where you get drunk. You're, uh, you know, if you decide you want to go to a party and get drunk, it's always nice to have that one friend who doesn't. Yeah. And they say that, you know, they say that's the designated driver. I say that's not only the designated driver, that is your chaperone mm. for the evening. And she's going to, or whatever he is going to get you out of a bad situation. But, yeah, it's now, also taking responsibility for how much you're drinking. Taking responsibility for how much you're drinking or taking responsibility and saying, okay, as soon as I get drunk and she says I'm too drunk, yeah. we're leaving. Yeah. You have to trust your, you have, you have to trust your friend. Now, the other thing is what if your friends like, uh, can't take this drunk anymore. Yeah. You know, that can happen. You're sitting around and they're getting drunk and you're saying, no, let's go. You're with the wrong guy. Yeah. You know, you're doing risky things and you're like, you've got your legs wrapped around the guy. <laughs> you're kissing him all over the place and you're saying, no, I yeah. want this guy. And then or you wake up and say, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. Um, sorry. You, you can't go back. You've got to be responsible for what you've done. Otherwise, it's completely dishonest mm. you can't lie to yourself like that yeah and and we do it all the time we, we you know having um you know i treasure my friendships mm. uh, my friendships are are something that I, i'm i'm in the friendship it's me and that person uh in our friendship and and we we can be completely honest with each other and um i treasure that if I have a friend who's going off and doesn't like what I'm doing and is talking about me, that's not a friend. Right. That's that's just not a friend. If you can't come to me and say what, you know, whatever it is you need or what's going on with you, or if you're in like it's your fault, all these things are going on. Um, yeah, that person is lying to themselves. Mm. It isn't about the other. Well, you know, it could be it could be something like. Uh, Last night you got drunk and tried to sleep with my boyfriends. Right. I need to talk to you about this. You know, you can't do it. Now, I don't even know if I talk to someone if they did yeah. that. I don't even know if I don't have a chat with them. I just say they're not my yeah, friend. Yeah, that, that would be a bit of a, an end point. Yeah. yeah, you don't even need to discuss no. it. It's like, well, <clears throat> and like if they, people let they me know, and say, yeah. yeah, and if they say, well, what's going on? Why aren't we as close as before? It would be simple. Look, when you get drunk, um, you're displeasing. I, I can't deal with yeah. you. So I'm staying further away from you. If you choose not to get drunk and like jump all over everyone's men, um, maybe you'll be invited places. But right now, this is what you want to do. I honor your choice, but I also honor my yeah. own. I'm not going to be there. It's not, you don't have to stop anybody from doing anything. This is what you want to do. Go right mm -hmm. ahead. But I'm not going to be available to it, right? Yeah. And if you, let's say you have a boyfriend and, uh, and you say to me, Terri-Ann, why are you no longer hanging around with Jean? I'll say, well, this is exactly why I'm not hanging around with yeah. Jean. And you, and you might say, oh, no, it doesn't bother me. That's fine. Hmm. Right? It's, it's just being honest yeah, with yourself. Yeah. You, it's not about, um, it's nice if people don't, uh, don't do those things, but sorry, when you're in this world, there's so much variety in the world that you're going to get all kinds of people. And in a way, um, someone being, being ostracized societally rather than accepted, 
that ostracism actually gets you to look within and go, why am I being ostracized? Yeah. And is, am I being ostracized honestly for something good or am I being ostracized? Because uh, you can't be ostracized for, for being virtuous, authentic. No, no, that would be odd. But you can be. I mean, Socrates was killed. Um, uh, well, what's his name? Um, gosh, I forgot his name, but uh, oh. there's another book where the, he was poisoned. And okay. Sir Thomas More mm. as well. So, so throughout history, people who have been honest have been crucified. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, not, it's not a simple thing. And of course, you have to evaluate uh, your word and you have to be able to take responsibility and be able to say like if somebody says terry and you said something here and i and i and i go oh that's that just doesn't make sense um i take responsibility for it not making sense mm. um or or maybe it was an error or maybe it needs further fleshing out and understanding because that's all we're trying to figure out yeah. here it's just very commonplace ways of determining what's going on which you know of course this is a lot about tarot and really understanding in the tarot when somebody comes and says, look, I'm ostracized from the group. And they may be very, let's say, blunt and believe that they're honest. Uh, I tell it like it is. I say the truth whenever I want. You can already feel yeah. the defense, yeah. right? Um, the truth is really, uh, I've got to keep exploring the truth. And when you come to it, usually everyone agrees. It's a, it's a really nice thing is when you do come to something truthful, everybody kind of goes, yeah, uh, right. Not every single person. I'm not, I'm being hyperbolic here, but if, if you're exploring the truth with a group of people, when you come to the truth, there is this common sense of, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that sounds, that sounds valid to me. You, you really know it's valid. But somebody ultimately saying, I tell the truth all the time and I'm, I'm honest with everyone and they don't like it. I'm tough to them. Well, that's a defense, right? That yes, doesn't need from much explanation. Places. Yeah, it's coming from a place of uh, defending their own perception of honesty, mm. right? So, th so there's, there's a lot of little nuances. Yeah. That we should be honest. We shouldn't lie. Uh, yeah, we just shouldn't lie. Um, that's that's a really bad thing, but um, and will cause a lot of problems in your life. Um, you know, especially these out and out lies that people tell. But there are more subtle lies where, yeah. you know, um, somebody asks how they look. Uh, they're wearing an outfit that you would never in a million years. You don't like it, <laughs> um, but they really love yeah. it. You know, um, you the truth is, I, you know, where's the truth? The truth is I want to um, be in the joy my friend is in with her new outfit. Yeah, that is the truth. That's yeah. the truth. I, I, I don't care what she's wearing. I care about the joy that yeah, she's Yeah, if it's making her feel good. And it makes me feel good. That's the truth. Yeah. But she feels but good. Also, I feel I good. I feel weird when people ask you, does this look good? Because well, they yes, can't be honest with themselves whether they think it does or not. No, it's a, it's a basic insecurity. Oh, okay. 
So, right, you're seeking approval mm. and validation on the outside. Yeah. Right? That doesn't really happen to me anymore, but I remember, mm -hmm. oh, does this, this look good? Does that look good? <clears throat> you see people like, does this look good? Does that look good? Because they're insecure. Or, you know, my partner says, is this shirt okay? Should I wear it inside? Should I wear it outside? Well, it looks better. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just just helping him out look really yeah. decent for his mm -hmm. job. You want to go out, you know, making sure you don't have, you know, a streak of <laughs> eyeliner across yeah. your face either, right? <clears throat> you know, so there's those basic, simple concerns. And I and I tell them if a shirt doesn't look good. Yeah. You know, just say, no, it just doesn't look good anymore. It's getting old. It's worn out. It's not appropriate. And he goes, okay, yeah, I was just really thinking. So there's no insult or insecurity. Then there's some people who are looking for uh, validation and you can never, never give them mm. enough, right? Yes, because they'll always ask. Mm. Yeah, it's like what you're wearing becomes your your armor. Yeah. Right? So, so what you're wearing becomes you. You can see it in some people, yeah. right? What they're wearing is really who they think they are. Mm. Well, we you get know? into habits of wearing similar things or the same things, and yeah, I'm I'm like that. Like I I could buy you know five of the same skirts, and then you know twenty of these. I love these singlets I wear. They're they're long and they. You know, because I get hot and cold, yeah. so I can wear a sweater yeah. on top, and then I can open yeah. it up and and get some air in, and then I can wrap the sweater <laughs> around me. And I buy them in like, you know, four different colors or ten different colors, <laughs> and I stock them in my drawer till they become discolored, and and I throw them out. They're like seven bucks. Yeah. And I can I can just wear this all the time. It's so yeah. easy. You know, um, it's just so nice. I could just be really, really oh, repetitive. Yeah. I don't have to think it's, about. It's so Ways, it's very practical. You look at people that wear the same black t-shirt and the same pair of jeans every day. They might have five of them in their wardrobe. <laughs> That's all they wear. And it's like, um, no, it's true. It's what they, it's what you wear all the time. Mm. Sure. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's different clothing, but you know. <laughs> yeah. But it was the same t-shirt and jeans every day. It would smell. It would. <laughs> Yeah, and things just get you can't wear it's very difficult to wear the same thing without something on it yeah right it's very difficult because uh, there's know, no creativity very, very if it's just the same well maybe your creativity is somewhere mm -hmm. else and you don't waste time yeah. getting dressed yeah. right you know there there's some um there's a teacher uh wendell henkel mm -hmm. and he eats the same food and I do, I'm very repetitive that way too. I don't have to think about food, 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 getting dressed, yeah. ablutions. Um, you know, toilet time is huge in a day, mm. right? We, we've got to do that every, every single day. day, quite a lot of times as well. And 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 if you have to go in and and figure out what to wear, like you know, I just traveled to South Africa to teach, mm. and what I do is I so that I'm. I'm not taking away my attention, you know, struggling in any way mentally to put my outfits together from the suitcase. I take the five days of teaching 
and I hang everything yeah. there from from under garments to the to the top to outerwear, and I have everything there with the shoes um, matched. I don't really wear too many different shoes yeah. either, but I have all the outfits uh, planned out, and every morning I just just you know wear that wash up, put them on, and then. Um, when I get in at night, I stick it all in the suitcase, ready to be washed when yeah. I get home. And then I go next, next, next. Makes it really easy, and everything's planned out, even the day I leave, so that I, I don't need to think about any of this. I can do sessions. I yeah. can I can focus on everything because yeah. you could sit. You know that that it's fascinating how much time a suitcase takes. Yeah, right? I always do. So, so you come I'm in, like, right? How many days am I there for? What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And you've got to, you know, figure out how to get all the clothes out and open the bag and close the bag, especially if there aren't any drawers or things like that. So I just, I just prep it and then dump everything back in. And when I get home, just throw it all into the, into the wash makes life so simple. I have everything prepped, Mm. you know, for every day. Um, Some people are like that. Some people get up every day and, and deal with it but that's all they really deal with right you know i know someone who loves getting ready you know matching the scarves and the makeup and the you know i want it to be quick i want to check <laughs> in on my work yeah i want to get to the students i want to talk to the students i'm not really um i don't want to spend hours in front of the mirror i don't want to spend hours deciding yeah what i'm gonna wear well, it's, also, it's just gonna like if i'm at home just working at my desk all day I'm not going to put much effort into what I'm wearing. But if I'm going out, no. I'm going to be seen. The, the, the wonderful part of doing the work we yeah, do, I know. we do it's it online. Good, yeah. you I know, think everyone... I get it. You know, here it's cold, so I wear, you know, socks above my knee. <laughs> I'm sitting here with these really nice. long socks right above <laughs> my knee. And, uh, and that keeps my feet warm. And then I'm wearing a really long uh, shirt. Um, that's to my mid uh, thigh and then I'm wearing a really warm sweater on top and that's it you know you don't have to do anything yeah I think everyone thinks I live in my pajamas Uh, and it's like I do actually get dressed when I'm working (laughs) and some days if I'm just doing admin and I know I'm just going to do admin and I'm not moving from my desk all day I'm not going to talk to anyone. I'm not going to record any videos. I'm not doing any podcasts, anything. Then I might stay in my pajamas, but <laughs> it's a treat day. Yeah, I yeah. As long as I'm not seeing anyone, I don't. Yeah. I don't care. I I just like to be in my really comfy, oh. whatever it yeah. is. That, that I don't. I don't really have pajamas. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I don't do that. I sleep in the nude. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I mix it up. Or with just a t-shirt if I'm feeling a little cold I'll wear a t-shirt. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, not a t-shirt, a singlet. I never wear t-shirts. Mm. Um and uh get up in the morning and you know put a a nice t-shirt on again. You know, maybe a sarong or or pants depending on how cold it is. But I love my long socks and my sweater. <laughs> you know, it's nice I have comfy, this image of you sweater. in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh it's fun. But yeah. Getting dressed can be creative. And it can be very practical. Yeah, here it's uh, kind of interesting. 
because well it's just all the snow so you've got your it depends on you know I can live a very comfortable life so I wear you know leggings and and t-shirts and layers of sweaters and then a long sweater Mm. and socks and stuff just to be able to get through things but I'm mostly home right I'm mostly at my desk I I only go once a month to clinic now Mm. The benefits of aging, right? As you age, it's like, no, I'm, I'm doing it this way. Yeah. <laughs> when I was younger, I wanted to be in clinic all day, you know, 15 hours a day. Now it's like, no, I'm, I'm doing this. I like a little more of a peaceful life. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, that's all being honest to yourself, yeah. right? You know, there's I, certain things that I change choices that help take you to where you want to be honestly. Yeah, and it helps you, you know, you start living the life. You're always living, we talk about this a lot, living as though you have what it is that you want. And people find that very confusing. So what do you mean living? I I want this particular vision. And that goes back to the the podcast we did on looking low enough, right? You're not looking low enough at your successes. Right. If you look low enough, you see how you're succeeding every day. Yeah. Right. The dishonesty is here's my vision and I need it now. That's dishonest. You you can't have your whole vision right now. Yeah. And it's going to change over time in any case. You don't even know what it's like to live your vision. But if you, you say, okay, this is what I want. And you start doing it immediately while you're living it. Yeah. Yep. Do, do you really think it's going to be so much different if you have a Learjet? <laughs> I'd be more of a headache, I think. That'd be another well, whether, well, whether it is part of, you know, you, you could say that the amount of abundance you and I have could be a headache to someone who goes, no, I'm a minimalist. Yeah. I have way less than you. Yeah. And also, like, if they're in, like, it depends on how we're wired. Because some people, they'd have to, like, maybe have a nine to five job because it's simpler to cope with than running a business yes and that's fine that's really being honest yeah. and getting to know what you're like you know are you are you ready to take on the responsibility of what it's like to run a five million or ten million dollar company with Learjets mm. you know because you have a lot to do you have a yeah. you have a heck of a lot to deal with yeah and it's not it's not that it's a problem you're going to have more people but if you can't relate to one person while you're beginning how are you going to relate to all these people yeah uh, that could be one thing that you look at um if you can't handle money yeah well then how are you going to handle it when you get to be big time you know i, I don't know much about nicholas's nicholas cage's um situation i really don't mm. um but just on a speculative Uh, viewpoint here's this a-list actor super super famous making tons of money and is um, from what i understand his accountant stole it all oh right that's why you see him in all these b movies now yeah right so it's it's just interesting to watch this progression this a-list actor making tons of money all of it gets stolen by this accountant and now what's he doing well, he, he didn't give up. Yeah. He, he keeps going in, into these movies. They're, they're not good movies. 
they're bad movies, but I love Nicolas Cage, so I, I, watch, <laughs> I try to get through them, right? And, and I think here's this guy <clears throat> who has to go through the process that maybe I'm speculating, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, would, I mean, it seems pretty obvious to me that he didn't do this when he began. Mm. You know, he didn't check out the little details where, yeah, you have to. You have to figure everything out. You skyrocket into this fame, which happens to a lot of yeah. actors, right? You skyrocket into fame. You don't know how to handle it. Um, you're not checking to see. You have to check and see what your accountants are doing with your money. Yes. Well, it's it, it's like things growing too big too quickly. Like I used to work in a big corporate firm, telecoms, and they grew so fast that they never caught up with the basics. Right, And I even think about it with my business. It's like, if I can't handle what I'm doing with the clients I've got, how am I going to handle more clients? Like the- right, and there's yeah. such a fascinating yeah. thing. Is, yeah, There's that fascinating thing of transition, right? So if you, there's a certain limit that each individual can, can work with, yeah. right? Like you're not, you know, I remember when I would work 15 hours a day, seven days a week you know, and you're, and travel and do my courses and, and get things going. It was, it was a heck of a lot of work. And I relied on myself doing the work. I relied on, Hey, I can do it. I can do it. And um, then eventually it's like, no, I can't keep this pace up. So how do you, how do you move into something new? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and those things are interesting. Like you teach and you have bigger classes or you develop new courses and, and that's what people start to do. Or there's another piece is where you're, um, you become in demand, right? So obviously supply and demand. I can't give out the supply that I could before, but the demand is high. So yeah, um, you're doing less sessions, but at a, at a higher rate, right? Yeah. Because you've got all this, well, number one, experience under your belt that, um, you know, gives you that privilege. You've worked for it. Mm. You know, you've got all the courses you've taken. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Yeah. I don't know about hundreds and hundreds, but maybe, yeah, hundreds <laughs> of thousands of dollars that, that, you know, we've spent just to get to where we are today. Yeah. Right, yeah. the the education, the continuing education, um, the hours and hours that we spent, and the, the information in costs. Yeah, you know, even though we're doing these podcasts for free right now, yeah, you know, we're 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 discussing things that have years and years of uh, of knowledge behind them. They're not just haphazard. Yeah, the conversation might seem <laughs> a little haphazard. That is haphazard, but. Yeah. But that's the fun of this, right? Yeah. Is to be able to, to kind of extract our knowledge as we go along, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's call yeah, it a day. Yeah, I was about to say. I think we've today. extracted enough knowledge. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fascinating. Uh, it's fascinating waiting to see, you know, when people will start joining in, you know, giving us little comments, something to work yeah. with. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is an interesting process talking to you, and uh, I, I'm really curious to see what people like yeah. or dislike, or it'll be interesting to see. Mm. So, oh. waiting for your comments, everyone. Yeah. 
What do you like? Do you like our conversations? Uh, would you like us to go deeper into different subjects? What's uh, what's going on? Yeah. All right. Well, have a good one. And in, in in my part of the world, there's going to be a big storm coming oh, very soon. Battle down. Yeah, 20, 20 centimeters of snow. Ooh. So I've canceled everything and staying in. <laughs> well, enjoy that. <laughs> I will. And I'll speak to I'll you soon. Watch the snows pile up. Oh. Bye, sweetheart. Yeah, Bye, everyone. Bye.